0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Hoopers Lab podcast. This is episode 13 of the podcast where we talk all things basketball. I'm joined here by my co-host Riley.
1: Hello, hello. How
0: are you doing today? Great. You have your shooting guard list ready. Uh, We'll just get straight into it. Our last episode was our point guard rankings. Now it's the shooting guard rankings. Uh, how did you find it was uh, compiling this list? Did you find it difficult? Did you find it easy? Let me know. Um,
1: For me, I don't know if I'd say it was easy. Like, it was definitely hard to put some guys over other guys. But at the same time, I feel like it's mainly tiered. So if you put one guy mm. over the other guy, I wouldn't be too mad about it. Because for the most part, a lot of them are near the same level. In my this, opinion. Yeah. This tier, or this
0: ranking, I feel like, is kind of split into two. There's the upper part of the list and the lower part.
1: And, and
0: I mean, it's interchangeable. There's mostly interchangeable places. But yes. we're still going to back up why we have one player over another and so forth. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, just like last episode, this is based just in general. This isn't just based off last season. But since that is the most recent time we've seen from these players, then that's going to be taken into more consideration. Obviously, it's not just from that last season, but a lot of it is going to be based on that. Yeah. But, like, some players, like, we don't want recency bias, like Jamal Murray, for example, with the point guard list. We didn't want him to be... Just, he because, be he a 90 playing, overall? just because he was playing like a t- like a top five point guard doesn't mean he is a top five point guard in our eyes. Um, and the way we did positions, so we basically did the shooting guard, or the point guards, we did all the point guard lists, and then LeBron we count as a small forward, and then we put Luca as a point guard. Here, guys like Paul George and Jalen Brown will be on this list, on the shooting guard list, and then also Jimmy Butler will be on the small forward list, just for some clarification there. So, honorable mentions, do you want to start off with?
1: Sure, my first honorable mention, I got Victor Oladipo. Okay, I have him as an honorable mention too. Alright. Um my second honorable mention is CJ McCollum. Oh shit, okay. And then uh, my third Okay. And then my third is Buddy. Okay, okay, okay.
0: Um Okay, I kinda think I know where this is going where with you. Okay. Uh CJ is uh on my top ten list, so we're just gonna have to say that's
1: surprise me, yeah.
0: Uh Victor Oladipo. I mean From when we've seen him with that most improved season, he would obviously be higher. But, I mean, he did horrendous from last time we've seen him. It's been so long since we've seen him at that peak that this season's really going to have to prove if he's where he deserves to be as an honorable mention or if he deserves to be in the top ten list.
1: Exactly. Like, if it was
0: prime, if it was prime, like, that most improved player season, he'd probably be, like, six for me. Six, seven. Oh, yeah, 100%. uh, he doesn't make it for me here. Um, So I was really close between uh, – I didn't say my other honorable mention. I was really close to putting this guy 10. I was this close to putting Shea at 10. He, yeah. barely, he barely missed out. And I think it's just because, like, I want to see him do it next year, and I want to see him still jump. Like, he's probably my 11th shooting guard here. Mm-hmm. But with Chris Paul most likely going to be gone, I think they can take a big jump. And I just want to wait a bit because I know he did great in his rookie year. He did great in his second year. I just want to see how he does in his third year.
1: Yeah, that, well, yeah, and that's completely fair because he still is young, so he has a lot of time to improve, and he will improve. Especially, I mean, if they keep Chris Paul around, I don't know because I doubt that. I don't think that really hinders his ability, but obviously, no. Chris Paul is kind of the main guy there. Yeah, exactly. But even still, Chris Paul is like, you know, it's Chris Paul. We saw what he did this year, so. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, do you want to start with your number ten?
1: So yeah, sure. My number ten is actually Shay. Okay. And yeah. Well we
0: just we just talked yeah, about
1: him. So we really to... well, yeah, don't really have to talk about it because yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. We yeah. He's a great player. Um, just very all around. He had some big performances this season. I'm just excited to see where he takes his game and how he elevates yep. himself um yeah my number 10 who I was really close to playing Shay. I have Zach Levine at number 10 okay um Zach Levine is kind of like the Westbrook scenario he's kind of like a polarizing player to me and like obviously Levine has the talent but just like his skill set I'm just not really high on like I feel like he might be a tad overrated just when you look at his like base stats you're like oh he averages 26 points you know he's blah 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 but uh-huh I think just from like watching him I think that the utilization of his abilities is all wrong and I'm kind of blaming that on the fact of coaching and situation yeah
1: but well yeah having Jim Boylan as your coach doesn't
0: help anything so he doesn't use his athleticism a lot really Well, you think he could be
1: a pretty good defender with that athleticism, but uh, it has to be.
0: No, like, in the clutch, like, when he's actually locked in as a defender, he is a good on-ball defender. It's just about the effort. Like, if you're playing for the Bulls and you're not a playoff team, why would you give the effort? (laughs) Like, that's when, like, on-ball, one-on-one, he's actually pretty decent. It's just off-ball, he just doesn't care, and he just falls asleep off-ball. Yeah. And then, I mean, I think he shoots too many threes. Like, I know that he's a good three-point shooter. I just think that the volume is a tad too high. Um, Especially when you have that athleticism ability that you don't really go to a lot. And I think that with Billy Donovan, I think that he's going to kind of tap into that. Because we've seen with Westbrook how he kind of, not like the same, but like just using his athleticism more in that sense. And I also think that Levine will improve as a facilitator, which has been the big problem, I think. Uh, Way too many turnovers, too much tunnel vision, just not great playmaking or passing ability. And he doesn't really elevate the guys around him. So Uh, I'm really excited to see where he takes it next year. Uh, There's still lots of concerns I have with him, but he's still a solid player. So, yeah. Uh, Who
1: is your number nine? Zach Levine. (laughs) Okay,
0: I kind of thought so. Okay. Yeah.
1: Is there anything you want to uh, add? Want to add? Not really. You kind of hit everything right on the spot. Um, like always? Like always? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, I definitely do like the, I do like Billy Donovan. I mean, I guess I do like anybody over Jim Boylan because I feel like he'll help Levine grow as a player. And I like me over Boylan. On, <laughs> and I'll work on more of his all-around. Yeah.
0: yeah, just really tapping into that potential. I think the Bulls are going to have a big season. I'm expecting yes. big things from the big three core of Wendell, Levine, and Mark. And I think they're all going oh, to huge jumps. Because they all... What they, about Kobe? You, I don't, I'm not really high on Kobe. But like those three, I feel like, are the main three guys that were so misutilized. I talked about how oh, yeah. Levine was misutilized. I think Wendell's playmaking is heavily misutilized I think that he could be like the kind of playmaking we've seen with Bam like that style of playmaking oh yeah 100% like that post playmaking it's just that he doesn't like it's the same mold with the playmaking like they have the same you know like Wendell is that guy it's just the utilization is there and then Markkinen is obviously a great shooter and just a great offensive player but just wasn't utilized Jim so Jim respecting big things idiot like... um can my can number nine CJ McCollum so okay, that makes sense from my understanding right now, I had, yeah. So, you had, so from worst to best, you had CJ, Shea, and Levine. And I had uh, Shea, Levine, CJ. So, we just, it, those three are just a little bit different order. But, yeah. but they're in the same tier. Um, CJ McCollum, I think, is very skilled and very underrated. Because he doesn't have the athletic tools that lots of players do. But That's I true. think. I think that skill, he's, like, top-notch. And I think he's, he's actually...
1: a really good scorer. He's really under... Like, it's hard to say he's underrated in scoring because that's what he does best. But, like, he's actually really... He has a really nice scoring game. Yeah, exactly. And he just... And like I said
0: earlier, it's mostly based off skill instead of athleticism, which I really like. Yeah. Uh, also, I think he's an underrated defender. Like, he's just such a smart basketball player. Like, if you hear him in interviews and just his court vision and his basketball IQ is very high. Which is an underrated part of his game as well, and his playmaking is also underrated as a secondary ball handler. Um, yeah. Even though all of that, I still feel like him and Dame aren't the best fits, and I feel like I would really like to see CJ in a different situation, just with a different, just on a different team.
1: What do you think? Like, where do you think he could, or like, what kind of players around him do you think would fit? Because I don't really, I don't really know. I guess like. Him as the not the primary ball handler, but like guess like yeah, the man, I guess the main um, guy to score for a center
0: or for no sorry for a for a point guard to play next to him. I think you need a point guard that can play off the ball, but can mm-hmm. also be the lead facilitator and someone that can defend. I think that that's yes, kind of yeah, what you need
1: next to Steve him. also <laughs> a smaller guard as
0: well, so yeah, Stevie's a smaller guard. So if you get like a six five point guard that could defend. And play all the Send him to the Pelicans. Yeah. For lots. <laughs> um
1: <laughs> But yeah,
0: I mean, he's just a great player. I feel like he's kind of been like he hasn't really like elevated his game. He's kind of been the same for like four yeah. years. He's consistent, which I really like. But yeah. Yeah, and
1: that's not and that's not bad. It's,
0: you like you know what you get with him. He's just really solid, yeah. He's not like a superstar. He's he's never gonna quite be an all star, but he puts up those all star stats. So Yeah. Uh, who is your number nine, or is it number eight for
1: you now? It would be eight. My number okay. eight is Mr. Drew Holiday. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. And Drew Holiday has been fairly underrated all of his whole career. And uh, he's an obviously, and he's an amazing defender. He's a he's a good uh, facilitator and a good, uh, good guard. He's, his offensive game is very underrated as well and uh yeah i just love me some drew holiday i definitely don't think he's the best fit on that pelicans team but Mm -hmm. uh yeah yeah um i
0: have um holiday at seven so just
1: so So i just
0: want i just want assuming i know
1: who you're i'm assuming i know who your eight is now as well
0: yeah because i think we have them flipped but yeah Uh, Now that we're on Jalen Brown, or no, fuck. (laughs) Now that we're on, (laughs) well, I guess we know who your your eight is. Now that we're on Drew Holiday, I just want to talk about him. Um, I am a really big fan of Drew Holiday. I legitimately think he's one of the most underrated players in the game. Yeah. When you talk about when you hear players talk about who they think the best defenders in the league are, Drew Holiday is always who they say is the best defender in the league. That's what players say. Like he's just so respected by other players yeah and I, I just think that the fit yeah it's not a great fit my thing is that drew holiday i think is an elite 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 role player i don't think he's the first guy or a second guy on a team but i think as a third guy he is like yes, the best yes. Gets,
1: which is why yes. i want the
0: nets to go after him
1: I he think would, he'd be the he perfect. would be. very good. He would be very good for the Nets because, yeah, he, he does the perfect. Fit. Fit. Too much, yeah. He's not going to take too much away from Tyree and KD. But he can low ego, can he play off do. the
0: ball, great defender, can facilitate. He is the perfect. The problem is he makes superstar money. Yeah, he's an elite role player that makes superstar money, which makes it hard to move him. But yeah, I just think that Drew Holiday is one of the most underrated players in the game. He can play off the ball. He can facilitate. He can finish at the rim. He can play like he's just defensively. He's just he's just a great all around player.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So I think we know who my number <laughs> is. Uh. Is is he your number seven or is he higher? Yeah. No. He's my. He's my seven. Okay. So we so we have that flipped. Um. Here's my thing about Jalen Brown. So, go. <laughs> this is kind of giving me my time to justify the the meme around me and Jalen Brown. Um. <laughs> When I first got into basketball was when Jalen Brown was getting drafted. And I did not I was not a big Probably fan of Jalen Brown. Brown. It's because I didn't see his potential on the offensive end. Because usually when you get like defensive minded players that are drafted that high, it is hit or miss. You look at guys like Josh Jackson, Jackson. like Gilchrist, like yeah. guys like that that haven't worked out, but then you get guys like Jalen Brown who do work out. And I just didn't see a lot of shot creation potential out of Jalen Brown, and I didn't see his three pointer ever getting to where it needed to be. But he has proven mm-hmm. me wrong, which I like. Like, I'm not, I'm not a hater. Like, I like that he's proven <sighs> me wrong in that he has improved as a three point shooter. He's actually a, a good three point shooter now. I like how he has improved his shot creation ability. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, yeah, he playoffs, does he up to show that he's that uh, he's their second yeah. guy. I think he has proven to be their second guy. I think this playoffs kind of showed he is their second guy. He yeah. he's probably their most consistent player. And it's just good to have that. And defensively is something I value a lot. And defensively, he's got it. And he still has some work to do with creating his own shot. There are yeah, times sometimes where it's does. a little.
1: Sometimes it's a little sus. Yeah, red sus. Uh <laughs> But
0: there's some times where he takes bad shots and he just struggles creating his own shot. And that's kind of just like him forcing it. Like if he just lets the game yeah. come to him and kind of plays off of Jason Tatum, I think he'd have more success. Which is why I don't think that he would be great as like the main guy, but I
1: think as a no, side, yeah. he's elite. So well, and he still has he still has a lot of room to improve on the offensive end as well. So still has a lot of room to improve, which is scary. He is yeah, crazy. I, I love me some
0: I love me some JB, bro. Jalen Brown is just – that whole Celtics team, I just – I love the really Celtics big, team. Team. Really big fan of that Celtics team. Sorry, um, right there, so we're Lakers fans.
1: Yeah, even though
0: we're – Yeah, we like, they say that they like these guys, but they're Lakers fans.
1: No, let's be real. I just love the I just love the NBA. Except the Nuggets. I'm, Fuck the Nuggets. That's what, just,
0: that, 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 <laughs> that's what I've been <laughs> saying. I'm an NBA fan. Well, I'm a Lakers fan, but I try to be unbiased. Like, I'm an unbiased yeah. fan. Like if I had to pick a team, it's the Lakers, but I see good in every team and I like players yeah. from every team Ooh. except for um the Pistons the probably. I don't know. The Who's a
1: team that I don't like any players from?
0: Probably I the, play the Pistons.
1: I, I I don't know. I like Christian Wood though, so. Oh, that's true. I like I, I'll Christians have to think on the
0: Pistons. I'll have to think about a team that I don't like any players from, and I'll let you know next podcast. <laughs> uh is there anything you want to touch up about on Jalen Brown?
1: Not really. It's just I I think his athleticism helps him out a lot and he can have a very good all-around – he can develop his all-around game even more and he'll be a spectacular player. How much better do you think he can
0: get? Because, like, right Uh, now he's a 20-point-per-game score on a great team. But how much better do you think he can get? He's 23 years old.
1: I don't know if he'll ever get to, like, that 25-point-per-game range. Maybe, like, near there, 23-24. But, Mm -hmm. yeah – and then, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how. Good... I don't really know about his uh, like rebounding game.
0: Uh he averaged six rebounds. I feel like yeah, no, it was just like,
1: like it's a decent amount.
0: Well, no, it's because the Celtics' rebounding numbers was all like inflated because they were more of a team rebounding team. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. Instead of like one big man getting all this stuff. Well, yes, yeah, because they don't really have that big man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you had guys like. <laughs> marcus smart and kemba and tatum and yeah, Brown true, having career high rebounding years because they didn't have that rebounder so
1: yeah yeah
0: i mean yeah he could play student guard small forward uh i think that he's not gonna get much better from where he is i think that like all-star like bottom all-star fringe all-star player is yeah, yeah. i mean it's already where he is now but I think that he's going to get to, like, 22, 23 points per game, improve the defense, make some all defensive second teams. Like, I just don't think he's going to be, like, a superstar. He's not going to be that star. He
1: he doesn't need to, though. Exactly. Especially if the Celtics are able to keep Tatum and J.B. long term. Like, I love that duo. Is that the best young
0: duo in the league? and luka Is Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum the second best young duo in the league? (laughs) Probably. I think they the second
1: best.
0: No, I think that it's. I think that it goes, Luca and KP. Second is Tatum and Jalen Brown. Third mm-hmm. is Booker and Aiden, and then fourth is John Collins and Trey Young. That's fair. I think that's, that's the top four.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, this is kind of where I feel like the list is going to start to get interesting. Who is your number six? I got playoff P at six. Okay, okay, okay. Um, um, should I tell you who I have here, or sure? Okay, this hurts me. I have Donovan Mitchell at six.
1: Okay, I'm not. That's not very surprising to me. But okay, um,
0: yeah. you talk about Paul George. <laughs> yeah.
1: So for so for Mr. Paul George, it's just crazy to me how Paul George went from MVP G13 to playoff P. And yeah. like, like what happened, man. But uh, we know Paul George can be that. Like now that I mean, I guess he's the second guy next to Kawhi. But we know that Paul George can be that guy. And I think, I think he can still be a, a top NBA player. I think he just needs to figure this shit out. And I feel like some of it's all in his head. That's yeah, I would Um, and to be fair, it doesn't help with and when. The whole NBA fan base is on your ass, but at the same time, you're literally playing for the Clippers, mm. and I, obviously, it's not the Lakers. But you got to get used to that pressure, and you got to—he just needs to figure it out. And I think he—I think he can, because I like Paul George's two-way ability. He's obviously shown that he can be elite on offense, but yeah, hitting the side of the backboard ain't it. <laughs>
0: yeah um you mentioned the mental aspect of it i was actually gonna write a piece because there's lots of like mental stuff that goes on in the nba you talk about demar DeRozan and his mental health and how he's talking yeah. about that in the nba kevin love kevin love um yeah. tyron Liu has talked about some stuff like there's i gathered so many different like stories and then danny green and paul george like the negative effects that social media has on these players is just insane yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's something that that you unfortunately have to navigate. Yeah. But it's something that you unfortunately have to navigate. It's just a whole other aspect that just makes basketball tougher. And then also just adds more expectations for players. And, yeah. 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 I guess I should talk about just a couple more things to add about Paul George. Um, I feel like. Most of it because if you look at his regular season numbers, like efficiency wise, it was about the same from last year. Like Mm -hmm. during the regular season, he just wasn't playing a lot of minutes and also just not a lot of games. Like he shot 42% from three, he averaged 22 points per game. He still brought that defense. His defense wasn't as good as last year, obviously, but he still brought good defense, which Mm -hmm. is why he's higher on my list. But then in the playoffs, just that was such a big and just in the clutch, just not – It just – Paul George just rubbed off on everyone the wrong way. And I do believe he will have a comeback year next year and just wherever he is, whether that be with the Clippers or with another organization. And that's – I mean, that would be a – that would be a (laughs) toxic situation. Let's be (laughs) real. KD, Kyrie, and PG, oh, man. That locker room. <laughs> Steve Nash is just like trying to coach. Okay, guys, we have to do this. Get the get the hey, fuck out shut, of my way. Shut up, Nash. <laughs> Shut up, old man. <laughs> um, is there anything else to talk about with Paul George? Um, he's higher on my list because of his defense. For me,
1: that's fair. And
0: because like he just and like you said earlier, he went from being MVP Paul George to pandemic P, uh, playoff now that's P. That's Pascal, bro. Oh, yeah, no, he's, yeah, <laughs> all these P's. If you have a P in your name, you're cursed. <laughs> he's
1: just a playoff joker. Yeah, facts. parted, Harden.
0: Pames Harden. My God. <laughs> um, so, next up, this hurts me because I love Donovan Mitchell, and he did great in the playoffs, but I can't put him much higher than six, personally. Um. I honestly think that Donovan Mitchell is, like, more overrated than underrated.
1: I think that's fair to say. I I agree, too, especially with this playoff run. Because, like, people forget the fact that it's literally only seven games. And, like, everyone's like, did you see what he was doing in the playoffs? Yeah, it was seven games. Like, I get he brought the Nuggets to seven, but it's, it, it's the Nuggets. And he took the 3-1 lead at the same time. So, yeah, I don't know exactly also just like everyone when he first gone to the league and people are
0: still comparing him and i hate this comparison because he has nothing like he's not even close to this player everyone keeps comparing him to a young dwayne wade dwayne wade won a championship in his third season donovan mitchell blew a 3-1 lead <laughs> wade i'm pretty sure made an all-defensive team by this time and he was way better than Donovan Mitchell is right now. It's just because oh, yeah. they're both 100%. they're undersized shooting guards that Who are athletic are good, that are athletic and can dunk and are get steals. Like no, like Donovan. Like their games
1: better. really aren't that similar. Like they have no, similarities, not. but
0: Donovan Mitchell is nowhere near the finishing ability. And I think that that's mostly yeah. Like it's hard to really win with a six one guard that
1: relies heavily on athleticism well especially if he's your shooting guard isn't it? and then they have mike conley as well who's also is he six one or is he like six three i think he's six one i think he's a smaller yeah i thought he was a smaller guard as well so like you got two small guards mm-hmm. i will give credit to mitchell though he has been making
0: slight improvements every season yeah but from his rook like people hate on ben simmons how he hasn't improved since his rookie year but i think that ben simmons has improved more in his rookie year than donovan mitchell has from his rookie year
1: well like
0: at least ben simmons became an elite defender What has donovan mitchell improved significantly like obviously his three-point shooting everything has gotten slightly better across the board but nothing stands out as nothing like like,
1: no big jumps yeah like simmons was an all right defender obviously rookie season but Mm-hmm. He's, he's obviously shown that he's he's made huge jumps and it's like yeah i don't know i just feel like you can't say the same with mitchell mm-hmm. i'm just i very
0: heavily value especially for a shooting guard i heavily value defense and off-ball play yeah donovan mitchell yeah. defensively is overrated he's 6-1 he does play he does put in the effort but just he's 6-1 and people just Think he's an elite defender, but when Gobert's back there, it makes it easier.
1: Yeah, because he could just play up as much as he wants.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that Booker has been way better than Mitchell. The argument was always, is it Mitchell or Booker? But I think that it's Booker always way Booker. Better. I also think that this might be a hot take. I'm kind of slandering Mitchell, but I feel like like <laughs> Levine, Levine and Mitchell aren't that like different. different. It's just the situations, which is why situations play a huge role in people's perception. Like, if Levine was on the Jazz, you'd see basically the same thing from both players. The same effort. Which, like, I mean, Donovan Mitchell could be lower for me, honestly, but, like, I know I'm shitting on him a lot, but, like, I love Donovan Mitchell. It's just, like, yeah. He also doesn't draw enough fouls. Like, I don't know. He just plays too much mid-range. That's my yeah. He relies too much on the – yeah, exactly. I don't know. That's and also his playmaking is worrisome
1: for a six-one player
0: that can't be your
1: lead facilitator. Well, yeah, like he didn't really make a jump at all in terms of playmaking from last year, and he's barely made a, a jump in terms of playmaking from his rookie
0: season. He he's making. That's the thing about Mitchell. He hasn't made any big improvements because he was already so good in his rookie season. He's making the yeah. slightest improvement, but for people to compare him to an all-time great at this level like it's just not comparable to me
1: well i feel like he hasn't re- like from this year to like from 2018 to 2019 to 2019 to 2020 he's, he's barely Im- he hasn't really improved that much like he's gotten a tad better in terms of efficiency and he's he's been making more free throws but uh in terms mm-hmm. of at least his uh his statistics, he's uh barely improved in both his points, assists. And uh, yeah. When you're watching him though, you can
0: tell that yeah, he's improved, yeah. but it's not a big jump. Like he has improved in all areas, it's just not a big jump. Obviously the playoffs is where he in the, kinda... yeah, the
1: playoffs he showed he showed what he can do. And he showed but that I he can that... be like he can be one of those guys, but uh, I want to I wanna oh. keep seeing him do that. I don't think he can do that for a long period exactly, of time. He
0: yeah. also just, like, playoffs just, like, people take too much into consideration. Like, his stats look very, exactly.
1: yeah. And they looked hella inflated. He was making a lot of shots, but again, I mean, it's only a seven-game no, like, he was, playing like, amazing. It's so, just like, that, if, like... You, if you put up 50, what was it? How much did you put up the one game? 58? No, I don't know. Whatever.
0: It was, like, oh, 50. Oh, it probably was 58, I think. Mm-hmm.
1: Because it was the third. It might have been fifty-eight, actually. Donovan Mitchell playoff uh, game high. I thought it was gonna. I thought it was gonna give me a... 57. 57, Okay, okay. yeah. But uh, if you put up fifty-seven one game, your stats are gonna look very inflated for the rest of the series. And I believe he put up what two fifty-point games that series. Yeah, he did. He averaged
0: thirty-six in the um, first round.
1: Yeah, and it's also because he's getting like literally all the shots. So, yeah. yeah, Conley was out, Bogdan was out, like, exactly. He
0: was literally their only offensive player, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, Is Donovan Mitchell your number five? Yes. Okay, so we have them flip. We already talked about Paul yeah. George and Donovan Mitchell. I have Paul George five. You have um, Paul George six, and then vice versa for Mitchell. Yeah. And, yeah. So when we get back, we'll go to our top four.
1: Call it.
0: Oh well, it's good to know they aren't muted
1: anymore. <laughs> I just heard like, the echo in the background. It's Like calling, yeah.
0: calling. Call <laughs> <laughs> um. So, who is your number four?
1: Number four. Um. My number jerky? four is Miss. <laughs> is Mister Devin Booker?
0: Oh shit! Okay, okay, okay.
1: What do you have in my, lake? One. Just kidding. <laughs> um, I mean,
0: we're going to have to wait and see where I have.
1: <laughs> uh, Booker definitely proved that he can be that guy in the bubble when he carried the Suns to uh, 8-0 and in the bubble. I really wanted to see the Suns make the playoffs. They should have. I know. Sadly, they didn't. But uh, yeah, he definitely proved that he can be that guy and he is... Obviously an elite scorer, uh, he is an elite, not, sorry, not elite, but he's a good He's a good playmaker. Could still obviously use work, but mm-hmm. for a shooting guard, he's very good. And then, uh, yeah, defensively, he's uh, I feel like he's not as bad as people make him out to be, mm. but uh, yeah. I well, mean, also, that's like the main thing when people argued Booker and Donovan Mitchell, they're like, Donovan Mitchell's an elite defender, Devin Booker is not.
0: Yeah, that was my main thing. That's what people, like, and I'm the guy that, like, if two players are close, I always go with the defensive player nine times out of ten. But, like, Donovan Mitchell's defense was overrated, and, like, I just think that the gap on offense was too big for
1: me to put him over Booker, you know?
0: Uh, you well, know, like
1: Devin Booker's scoring and playmaking is both, like, a, a lot better than Donovan Mitchell's. And he's more efficient, so. And his improvement, uh, he's been improving more. If you look at where
0: Booker came in as a rookie, like that playmaking, he wasn't a playmaker. Like he wasn't.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. He he averaged two and a half assists in his rookie season. So. Yeah, he
0: really improved his playmaking. Obviously, like he kind of had to because, like,
1: they. Well, yeah. There's no one else.
0: (laughs) When Rubio was good, when they got him though, Rubio Rubio was 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 the perfect. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I love I love that fit with Rubio
0: there. I love that fit too. Um. Also, I was thinking about it. Maybe we were hating on the fact, remember when the Suns traded the sixth overall pick on draft night to the Timberwolves?
1: Maybe sure. the Suns
0: were, knew what they were doing. They traded Dario and they traded Dario and the 14th pick to the Suns for six. Yeah. And like Cam Johnson's been a great player on that Cam team.
1: Cam John- Johnson's a good fit for him. Like, I don't think he's going to, he's not going to get too much better than what he already is. But that's why he's I think like, they should trade Ubre. Like, yeah, he's like a
0: decent role player. I really like the idea of Cam Johnson, DeAndre Aiden together. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why is mean. expendable. Yeah. But back to Booker. Um, is there anything else you want to say about D Book?
1: Uh no, I don't think so. Alright. I'm excited um, for the for... Sun's future.
0: You're excited for the Sun's future? Okay. Uh my number four is James Harden. Uh, no, I'm just.
1: Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he's a play. He's a playoff choker. He's a bum.
0: He's a bum. He's worst. than bad <laughs> dev. Playoff me. Um, no, my number four is Bradley Beal. All right. Waiting for a reaction. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. I have a feeling. Okay. Okay. Um, I know you have a higher. I just don't know how much higher. Bradley Beal. Um, I really. I really like Bradley Beal. I'm a big fan of Bradley Beal, um, especially from when John Wall got injured, like pre pre injury John Wall, what Beal was like to now, like he has made so many improvements. Yeah, like he was just that second guy, like that more sharpshooter, but then he really picked up and became that that guy. And
1: that all yeah, right he has multiple guy. He had
0: multiple great games. He's a great three point shooter. Obviously his three point percentage doesn't look as good because he's just taking a lot of threes. Um that team around him is just so bad though. Hot ass. Like defensively, they are the worst defensive team in the league, without a yeah. doubt. Yeah. And like offensively, like he led a good offensive team, which I which I congratulate him for. He had lots of great games. He um, had three
1: fifty pieces in a row and lost all of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, my thing is just yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's just the it's just the situation. Like it's hard to compare players without comparing situations. But I just kind of think that Bradley Beal's more one dimensional than the players I have above him, and that's kind of why. Like defensively and playmaking wise, I prefer the players above him more. So that's kind of why I have him lower. And obviously, the team success thing is kind of, it's kind of, you know. But Bradley yeah. Beal, I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't like the trade rumors. Um, there shouldn't be any. It's just dumb.
1: He has, said that he, to,
0: he has said that he wants to stay in Washington. The Wizards have said that they want to keep him forever. Like, people just make trade rumors. I've seen this one tweet. I don't remember who it was. He said that Bradley Beal could literally tweet out, I want to stay in Washington forever. And then people would still be making trade rumors because like, just like nets
1: Cap, you're going to the Nets. People
0: just see great players in bad situations, and they're just like, "Yep, trade, him, him
1: out." Yeah, literally, that's what everyone was saying with Booker in the bubble. Like, what? They that almost made like, the playoff. They almost made the playoffs, and they were like, "Trade Booker, get him out of here." Like, what is your logic for Kendrick Nunn and, <laughs> and Josh? <Johnson>. Yeah, <laughs> like what? <laughs> I literally see <laughs> that. was so
0: dumb. <clears throat> um. I'm really excited to see how Bradley Beal does this new evolved Bradley Beal, how he does next to John Wall next year, and how would they play together? I'm really excited for that. I'm not sure how that dynamic's going to be, but I'm really interested to see that. I think the Wizards could be a potential eighth seed candidate. Yeah, yeah, I, I think
1: that the Magic are making. Well, especially since especially since John Wall says he's he can come back 110, percent
0: and that offense is going to be great. It's just about defensively if they can, yeah. But I actually really like... They actually don't have a bad roster. Honestly, going into the season, I thought they had one of the worst rosters in the league, but they had lots of guys that impressed me this season.
1: Well, yeah, they just have a lot of, like, nice... And Rui's obviously still young, but they have, like, a lot of nice young pieces. Not a lot, but a couple of nice young pieces who can... Uh, young role uh, players. Not yeah, that can turn yeah.
0: stars, but... Yeah. Well, um, if John Wall
1: comes back good, like, you don't necessarily need, like, a lot of... Uh, good good players. John Wall also elevates everyone around him. Exactly. Like like that's Thomas why he was one of my Bryant, favorite
0: players. Thomas Bryant with John Wall would be nice to see. Playmake yeah. That's why people think that Thomas Bryant could most improved. But like yeah. John Wall was making Martine Gortat look like Shaq. Right? Exactly. exactly. He's just so I love John Wall. I want him back bro. Um who's your number three?
1: My number three? Yeah. Uh my number 3 is Clay. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I love Clay Thompson. He's been my favorite player on the Warriors for like ever. But uh same same. Com- coming off the injury, we'll have to see like if his defense takes a hit at all, obviously. Um, um but my thing is like Clay's obviously always been on a super team. All right, the Warriors won a super team in 2016 because so they only had one star. Um, Anyways, Clay's, <laughs> always been, Clay's always been on a super team. So I haven't really got to see Clay be that guy, which is why I don't know, which is why I haven't put it, which is why he's at three for, for me personally. I mean, my thing is, I have him higher. My
0: thing is we have seen As, him be right. that guy still. He's the one who dropped that. How many was in the first half? How many did he drop? Was it sixty-one in the first half? Uh, it was, it was in three quarters, he, wasn't it? In three quarters, yeah, sixty-one in three quarters or I, something. Yeah.
1: Clay's got Clay's got some uh, nice records. He broke
0: the threes record with no dribbles. Like he has had moments of being that guy. And also, you look at how Curry does, like statistically, without Clay Thompson, it takes a huge dip because Clay Thompson is just so valuable. And yeah. he's just the best in the league at what he does. He's the best 3 and d player in the league. Exactly. Um, uh, I guess I should talk about my number. We've already talked about this guy. Uh, My number three is Booker. So, I, I think you know who I have, too. So, yeah. I have, yeah. from top to bottom, I have Clay, Booker, Beal, and then you have... You have Beal, Beal Clay, Booker? Yeah. So, it's basically flipped. Yeah, we have the, directly flipped. Um. So yeah, the, my number three is Booker. I'll just talk about him. Booker and Beal are very close for me. I think that Booker has the edge, just like how we've seen him put up those stats on a successful team, and we haven't seen yeah, Beal do that. I'll also, that it
1: sounds like we were very successful. They did almost make the playoffs, but I mean, I mean, no, I'm but not, I'm just I'm saying, not like saying, saying, like, no, nine seed is successful.
0: No, I, no. Here's what I'm saying. I'm saying that. Like, people look at players, like, scores like Beal and Booker. They look at players like that on bad teams, and they say that they couldn't do that anywhere else and that they are only doing that because their teams are bad. We've seen at the the beginning of the season, the Suns were the best – one of the best teams in the league at the beginning of the season, and Booker was doing great at the beginning of the season. We've seen that he put up the same numbers and even better when the team was doing better. So that's that's just my thing. We haven't seen Beal – do that level when the team's winning. That's my thing. Yeah. We have seen Booker do that. Even if it's short periods of time, we have still seen that. That's true. And we already talked about Booker, but he has the efficiency edge over Beal. And defensively and playmaking, it's not really like... It's so close that, like, sure, one player has the edge, but like, it's not like make or break.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I love me some Book, man. Okay, this is kind of a side note. Booker is so trash in 2K. <laughs> Like when you play with him, he does not play like Booker. He is trash. He's one of those players that you just play. same with Jimmy. Katum. Jimmy Butler Katum is also Booker. ass in two K. Tatum Booker and Jimmy are just bad two K players. They just are
1: two K's 2K just K trash. Two K's just trash. I
0: also think that Booker's rating should be an eighty nine, but that's just me.
1: Eighty nine, I'd be okay with that. It's an eighty eight right 2K's now. Two K's yeah. wild. Isn't
0: um, I love me some Booker. I'm expecting a big year next oh, year.
1: I love reading books. Uh, <laughs>
0: uh. So we already talked about how you have Clay at three. I have Clay at number two. Now I know that's been a long time since we've seen him play, but I think that he has this spot until someone overtakes him. I that's don't think fair. that. I don't think that anyone for me has overtaken him yet. Just because, again, I'm just a big guy on defense and impact. And if you're talking about defensive and impact players, Clay Thompson from the last He's time we've guy. seen him has proved that he is that guy. Yeah. Um I think that next year he'll probably drop in this rankings. Um I don't think that he's gonna be the second best shooting guard next year. That's just my prediction. I think that he's gonna obviously the defense is something I really value with him and well, especially general, if Booker takes another defense. jump. Yeah, if the Suns team does better and Booker takes another jump, then I think that he can easily overtake Clay. But Clay, I love you some clay. I've never liked the Warriors, but I've always really I've been a fan of Clay on and off the court. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So now number one. Uh number I think that we have both. Diff- I think that we have both different number yeah, ones. I think, uh, I
1: think it's obvious that I have Alex so.
0: Oh damn, you do. I have Danny Green, bro. <laughs> damn it.
1: <laughs>
0: Just kidding. He'd yeah, be hundred on this list. <laughs> it's
1: obviously Rudy Gobert. Rudy
0: Gobert, my favorite shooting guard. <laughs> Old jokes aside, it's
1: Harden. Like, there's no. What? (laughs) I
0: was serious about Caruso. (laughs)
1: Caruso is my number one. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, is there anything we need to say about Harden? Like,
1: I mean, it's obvious that Harden's the best shooting guard in the league. Obviously, his playoff performances have been uh, they've been uh, they've been something. Yeah, but uh.
0: I'd say underwhelming.
1: It doesn't it? Doesn't uh, take away from the fact that he's the best shooting guard in the league, and a top player in the league, and that he's been. He has, arguably, should have at least two MVPs. Um,
0: I think he should. I think uh, we, we've already talked about this on the pod before, but I think really? that he deserved that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We've talked about we this many times.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we've talked and about it many talks- times. I think this.
0: And always, <laughs> we're Westbrook haters. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, right now, Jay is. Harden though, has he been? He's been well, one of the best, if not the best, scores of like the past five years. Yeah, easily.
1: Well, and just his way to draw fouls, player. and just his offensive game is crazy. And it's a skill though to draw fouls. Exactly. Like, it's not like some people, some of it yeah. is
0: over the top, but I think that's uh, like Jimmy Butler too. People were complaining about like it takes, like that's a skill. That's why it should be a badge in two K. Because there's players that draw more fouls than others, but I mean the playoffs thing kind of weighs him down. Yeah. But overall, shooting guards, um, I think he's the fourth best shooting guard of all time.
1: So I think he's over that's Ferguson. fair. That's fair. Uh, some people even I I, I feel like I, I hope no one puts him overweight yet because obviously no. he has the MVP. But what one, one MVP? If Harden had a ring, it. yeah. If Harden had a if r-
0: Harden had a ring. Harden had a ring, and if – oh, that 2018 fi- – no, what year was it? It was 2018. 2018 yeah. That 2018 finals with – oh, if Harden wins a championship that year, everyone looks at him differently. That's
1: facts. But if Chris Paul Fucking doesn't go Chris down – Chris Paul, that, man. Why do you have to get injured? Again? That is
0: my biggest what if, that if I had to change something, that's what I would change.
1: It just helps so so many people.
0: It does. And <laughs> – and it doesn't change LeBron's legacy, because it'd be another yeah, final bronze. And
1: if anything, it would look worse, because then you can't just be like, Oh, he lost to the Warriors. Yeah, then
0: you lost to James Harden and Chris Bond.
1: Are we talking like Adam Sandler. You think I'm better than
0: that? <laughs> I like
1: that.
0: We're just going to have our next episode of the podcast We're just going to be, be talking talk
1: about basketball and Adam Sandler voices
0: <laughs> Yeah,
1: James Harden the best player in the NBA He doesn't do the
0: big shot
1: like me and grown up
0: Tim Duncan That man is Tim Duncan Adam Sandler's actually a hooper in real life
1: Like He's actually
0: good I love Adam Sandler, bro but this is an yeah, NBA podcast. We and, we
1: about...
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we are done with our top 10 list. So, like I said earlier. Um, I think my list is better. Basically...
1: I like my list better. I don't know. They're both good. They're both. Yeah. You, you can't go like, wrong with them. Interchangeable.
0: Uh, I think that we made some solid arguments and why I think that I have players over certain players. And yeah. I mean, in basketball, you know. There's lots of debates. No one's going to agree with you 100. So just having civil conversations is key.
1: No, fuck unless you're me, just really sucks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> unless you're just really dumb and like
1: Zach Levine is the best shooting guard.
0: Like, like if you, the
1: top 10 shooting guard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, next um podcast we'll have our small forwards list. so I'm excited for that. But until then, we'll make our
1: list and see you guys all in the next one. Take care and goodbye. Adios.